TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski outside right now looking cooler and we've got some rain coming our way showers outside 39 in buffalo damar hamlin's remarkable recovery continues as he was discharged from buffalo general yesterday and is now home with his family buffalo bill safety damar hamlin now recovering at home just nine days after suffering cardiac arrest mid-game the bills releasing a statement saying hamlin went through a comprehensive medical evaluation as well as a series of cardiac neurological and vascular testing his doctor adding we are confident that damar can be safely discharged to continue his rehabilitation at home and with the bills that's trevor alt covering the story amazing update to have that yesterday and Hamlin's recovery easing fears of the worst but still bringing up questions on if youth sports are properly prepared to deal with a similar emergency. Here's WBEN's Brayton Wilson. What does an emergency action plan look like at the local level in case a similar incident occurs somewhere like a high school sporting event? Most schools have an emergency action plan in place that includes everything from shooter on site to injuries, covers just about everything. New York State Public High School Athletic Association is encouraging athletic departments to use a site called anyonecansavealife.org. It's a great website. They have a spreadsheet check off list for coaches and athletic directors to use and again New York State Public High School is trying to really promote each and every school to use that. That was Scott Dinsey, Director of Physical Therapy and Athletic Training for UBMD Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. While not every sport locally is the same, Dinsey says that emergency action plans for schools tend to be venue specific rather than tailored to specific sporting events. While no one can predict when an emergency action plan may need to be utilized, medical professionals everywhere continue to stress the importance of more people either learning the importance of CPR or getting brushed up on the latest procedures. Here's more from Dr. Kevin Gibbons from University at Buffalo Neurosurgery. Well, I would think that coaching staff should indeed learn bystander CPR. I'd like to get to a situation where everyone over age 12 in our community knows bystander CPR. You certainly can't require an ambulance to be at every Little League baseball game, but you can increase the safety by having a community-wide effort to have individuals trained in bystander CPR. More on emergency action plans at the high school level in Western New York is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Brayton, thanks. I'm actually pleasantly surprised to hear that most schools do have an emergency action plan for something like this. Which is good to hear. Um, And you know, uh, things like ambulances are at some sporting events in the high school level, uh, but you know, Little League, there's a lot of that goes on and uh, you kind of question as to what is and isn't available and putting it under the spotlight, of course, over the past two weeks. 
Hamlin's release from the hospital was not the only uplifting news for the team yesterday. Safety Micah Hyde and wide receiver Jamison Crowder both returned to practice for the first time after both suffered what was believed to be season-ending injuries. Here's Coach McDermott on Hyde's recovery. Credit to Micah and the doctors. You know, he's just been so focused on leading number one in the position he can lead from since he's been out and influencing our team that way. And now it's him getting back on the field and just taking it one step at a time. So one day at a time right now. It's really where it's at. And here's Hyde on his return to the field. I'm very, very grateful to be in the position that I am right now and, and to see my teammates throughout this whole season, all the things that we have been through, you name it, the weather, the injuries, um, you know, Deham situation, just all this stuff, just seeing my, my boys, my teammates, you know, go out there and continue to fight. It wouldn't be, you know, I, I have to I have to make it, you know, I have to give it a go. Um, this is a special group. I've been saying it all along, and uh, I'm just glad I can be a part of it today. That was a great to hear yesterday. That was a surprise. But on the other side of the ball, Dolphins have declared Tua will be out for Sunday's game. He is still not cleared to play after suffering another concussion. A lot of news coming out of uh, the Bills yesterday. Practice, uh, incredible to see Mike Hyde back. Uh, yes. People were fearing the worst, and uh, here he is back on the field. We'll see if he's able to make a recovery. Hopefully the Bills go long enough for uh, him to see game action before the year is over. 5.06 now on WBEM. Amherst police yesterday responding in numbers to a report of shots fired near Sweet Home Road in Pheasant Run. After a search, the North Tonawanda Police Department located 19-year-olds Tori McRae and Tramel Houston after receiving a description of the teens in their vehicle. Amherst police say several weapons were recovered during the course of the investigation. Both taken into custody now face several charges, including reckless endangerment and multiple counts of criminal possession of a weapon. After U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commissioner Richard Trumka called gas stoves and ranges a hidden hazard in a recent interview and said that any option is on the table in relations to regulating or banning them, many in western New York are asking why. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. One new study says 13% of childhood asthma cases could be linked to gas stove usage. Working in the pediatric uh, ICU, uh, we do see other factors that contribute to uh, asthma exacerbations. We have not seen that association uh, at, at this point. Dr. James Harris of Buffalo General says some factors need to be taken into consideration, like whether the stove is properly maintained or its age. Meanwhile, National Fire Protection Association says households that use electric ranges have a higher risk of cooking fires than those using gas ranges. Anyone who's using uh, an electric appliance or is uh, using uh, an open flame appliance, uh, the abundance of caution should always be always be used. But which one is safer? Harris says the jury's out. Just because one study comes out doesn't necessarily mean that it's completely accurate. Hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. The White House on Wednesday asserted that the president does not support a ban on gas stoves. Well, another batch of documents found from President Biden's time with the Obama administration. Republicans calling for a closer look as to how classified information was taken off site. Sources say the additional documents were found at a different location from the office where the initial records were discovered from Biden's time as vice president. Lawmakers are now demanding answers and calling on the Justice Department to take action. The White House has not yet commented on the second set of documents. Sources tell ABC News the original batch contained vice president briefs about foreign countries and some were marked top secret. That's Christine Eletto 
with the report. And shoppers cracking down on what they're buying at the grocery store among omitted items recently, eggs, a carton costing in the double digits in some parts of the country. Shoppers at one store in New York reporting a carton of eggs now costs more than $11. Restaurants say they can't keep up. We used to get a case for about $27 and now we're getting them for about $150. It's not just inflation. The worst bird flu outbreak in years has taken a toll on the industry, coupled with high demand during the recent holiday baking season, leading to shortages in some areas. $11 a High carton. demand during baking season. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've never in January paid $11 for a carton of oh eggs. My God. Um, I haven't yeah, bought the, them since Christmas, but I, I mean, I know they were around 5 bucks a carton then. It's, uh, it's up there. It's a lot yeah. more than uh, what we used to pay. I oh. try and use them sparingly. Right. I like to put like eggs and, you know, pancakes and, I mean, a yeah. bunch of stuff that doesn't necessarily need it. Extra egg use being cut down like yeah don't really yeah, uh can do without i guess so 510 on wben let's take a look outside a rainy start to our day already happening all across western new york expected to see that rain continue uh, turning into snow tomorrow widespread rain uh, arriving this afternoon but if you're on the roads you're already using the wipers 40s the high today mid 30s tomorrow into the 20s on Saturday. 39 degrees right now in Buffalo. All right, and we'll be checking in with Aaron this morning too to find out when that transition is from rain to snow and what we can expect tomorrow morning for the drive-in because I think it'll be white. Yeah. Um, I, I it's been a long time. I, I guess so. I had enough during the blizzard to oh. never see it again. Um, but it's, yeah. it, you know, it's still January. We're in it. I've gotten accustomed to not having to worry about it, though. How about this uh, shocking news, I think, to a lot of people? Jeff Beck passing away. The biggest names in rock remembering guitar god Jeff Beck, who died Wednesday following a short bout with bacterial meningitis. Collaborator Rod Stewart writes on Twitter that Beck was on another planet, one of the few guitarists that when playing would actually listen to him sing and respond. Mick Jagger writes, we have lost a wonderful man and one of the greatest guitar players in the world. And Beck's Yardbirds bandmate Jimmy Page posted on Instagram that Beck could channel music from the ethereal with his unique technique and limitless imagination. Jeff Beck was 78. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Some spotty showers this morning. A steadier rain arrives this afternoon. Temperatures today in the low to mid 40s. Tonight, the rain will mix with and change over to snow with overnight lows near 30. Snow off and on during the day on Friday. Temperatures will hold near 30 degrees with partly sunny skies, upper 20s on Saturday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us this morning, Dr. Laszlo Metchler, Medical Director, Dent Neurologic Institute. We've talked several times with you, Dr. Metchler, since DeMar Hamlin's medical emergency. And I keep thinking back to when you told us that he died on the field and the Bills medical team brought him back. Now, nine days after the incident, he's home. He's out of the hospital. Just how remarkable is all of this? Well, it is remarkable. It's like a perfect storm of excellent medical care, starting from what happened on the field, uh, which was early recognition of the fact that he had or lost a pulse, afterwards starting CPR, and then a defibrillator on the field. We call that a chain of survival. And although CPR is very effective, uh, the defibrillator is really what brought him back to life. And everything since that time has gone by plan 
And the fact that he was discharged is a very extremely optimistic sign for him. Now, when we heard, okay, so tests were run uh, in Cincinnati, obviously, before he was brought back to Buffalo, and then here in Buffalo at Buffalo General Hospital before he was allowed to be discharged back home into the care of his family and the Bills. What do those tests look like? What were doctors potentially looking for to give them the green light to say, okay, we feel comfortable sending him home? Well, as the listeners may know, this was not a uh, heart attack. This is not damage to the heart. This is an abnormal rhythm. Most likely it was a ventricular fibrillation, which is a very abnormal rhythm, not pumping enough blood to the brain and other organs. So my presumption is the first thing they had to do is rule out anything bad about the heart, any disease of the heart that nobody picked up on. And the tests were very much focused on evaluating the heart, its rhythm, uh, the arteries that supply blood to the heart, called the coronary arteries. Uh, after that, they had to look, rule out secondary problems. Secondary problems meaning during that period of time when the heart was not pumping enough blood, did the brain get damaged? Were there injuries to the brain that were not obvious? Uh, we know that he was sitting in his bed, he was cheering, he was making comments, but still, there's a, there's a sensitive test of the brain to look for uh, injury that may not have been seen, obviously, when you talk to the patient. Uh, this would include an MRI or a brain wave. Uh, so I, my presumption is, and again, <clears throat> emphasizing I'm not the treating physician, but my knowledge of what happens in these scenarios would be that his cardiac workup was negative, his, his brain workup was negative, so they discharged him. So, so, in fact, this man died with a healthy heart from a really a freak accident uh, uh, of a external pr- uh, uh, trauma to his chest, causing his heart rhythm to be abnormal. This is a rare phenomenon, but it does c- occur. Uh, uh, and it occurs uh, in athletes more often than other patients. Is is there, this might be a silly question, but I think, you know, when people hear that, all right, the heart knocked out of rhythm, kind of a freak injury or accident. But if that happens, is there more susceptibility for that to happen again? Or is it just totally back to normal? Uh, if the heart is healthy, if the workup that was done in Cincinnati and at Buffalo General Hospital uh, showed no evidence of heart disease, then he should be, so he should happen a uh, second time in the same statistical uh, chance, meaning it's exceedingly rare. If it happens a second time, it's probably what we call publishable because uh, in a healthy heart, it should not happen a second or third time. I know most people are going to say uh, if he has another hit to the chest, are people going to look at him and see what's going to happen? I don't think so. Uh, I think uh, the most serious aspect of this problem is the emotional part of it, uh, the psychological part of it. Imagine PTSD in somebody who's a professional football player who needs to go back there one more time and is fearful of being a hit. So I think he'll get a lot of emotional, a lot of psychological support at this point. But fortunately, at the end of the day, this man has a healthy heart. At this point in his recovery, doctor, would you be surprised to see him at the game on Sunday? I would not. Uh, I would not because, don't forget, he watched the game, the last game, in his bed. 
uh, with, with his parents. So I would not be surprised that they allow him to come out uh, to see the game. Uh, but that's a decision that the treating physician has to make. Uh, again, there's an emotional part of this, a psychological part of this, and there's a physical part of this. So I, I think physically he should be able to uh, attend the match, but that's his personal decision and decision of his treating physicians. I, it is just so, I think, unbelievable for people to hear that. I, and physically that he might be able to, uh, physically that he's able to even leave the hospital, doctor, after what happened, not even two weeks after what happened to him. I, what type of physical recovery is needed? I mean, are we to the point now where it's almost you, you're worrying about, um, you know, uh, what might have been done uh, during CPR and just recovering from, you know, how sore your chest might be? I, I mean, is it to that level of uh, out of the woods? Yeah, I think you're correct. I think uh, most people don't recognize that well, CPR probably saved his life with the defibrillator. Uh, it, there may have been some chest uh, bruises related to CPR, so we don't know about that. Uh, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you have to remember his heart, uh, and I'm presuming this based on the fact that they let him out and his diagnostic tests were done, I presume that he's got a healthy heart. And because he has a good heart, uh, he should be uh, optimistic that uh, the future is going to be bright. Uh, now, you know, he has to get over a lot of psychological issues. Uh, you know, he'll see the media exposure. He'll see the videos. Uh, to go back on a field is not going to happen overnight. Uh, he'll need a, a lot of love from his family and the community but also uh, psychological support. All right. Dr. Metzler, we appreciate all of your help with this story very much. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, this is what Western New York needed. Uh, this is what uh, our community was looking for. So, again, it, to me, it's a perfect storm that happened, and, and, uh, and I'm just so happy for this young man. Yeah, such a great, happy ending. Dr. Laszlo Metzler, Medical Director at Dent Neurologic Institute. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 